in more than three decades of covering ACC hoops, the best Clemson basketball teams I've ever seen. One was Cliff Ellis in 1990. They won the regular season title and made the Sweet 16. One was Rick Barnes in 1997. They won 23 games and also made the Sweet 16. And one was last year. They made the Sweet 16 under Brad Brownell, a guy that in our backyard was well-known for a long time, an assistant coach and then the head coach of the UNC Wilmington Seahawks. Cliff Ellis in 1990, Rick Barnes in 1997. Yes, I'm old enough to remember all these examples. And Brad Brownell's 2018 Clemson Tigers, the three most impressive campaigns I have seen in my three-plus decades covering Clemson hoops. We have him now. Coach Brad Brownell, he was a coach of the year at UNC Wilmington twice, took the Seahawks to the NCAA tournament two times as they won the CAA. He did similar things for Wright State in the Horizon League before joining the ACC almost a decade ago. Now in his ninth year with the Tigers, Brad Brownell, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Good to be back with you, my man. How are you? I'm doing really well. I love describing you as a sweet 16 basketball coach. Before we get to your Tigers, though, the whole world is wondering about those football Tigers. Tell us what <laughs> what it is, is it like for you as the Clemson basketball coach to be surrounded by this growing monster uh, of Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson football Tigers as they take on Alabama one more time for the national title on Monday night? Well, obviously, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Dabo's a great guy. He and his staff do an unbelievable job, and it's been fun to watch him watch him grow here the last decade. I've been, you know, been here nine years, so I've gotten to watch Dabo uh, back from his infancy, uh, getting this thing turned around. And obviously, in the last four years now, they've built a monster and playing for national championships all the time. It's it's really just a lot of fun because you know how hard they're working at it. They've got great players. Uh, they're great young men. Um, and it's it's obviously the enthusiasm is infectious around here, and we're all pretty excited uh, to watch them play on Monday. We've seen you at Clemson football games. We've seen Dabo at Clemson basketball games. Who forces upon the other the most input uh, on you know what to call <laughs> plays to call? You, I can tell you're both very supportive. Do, do you lean on each other? Well, you poke he, each other? yeah, absolutely. He. He certainly feels like he has more basketball ideas because <laughs> he was a pretty good high school basketball player. Uh-huh. But I didn't play much much high school football, All so right. uh, I don't have much to contribute that way. But, no, he's a great guy. We spend some time together, certainly. Uh, not as much this time of year. We're just too busy. But uh, in the off season, a good bit. Uh, live in the same neighborhood now. He moved into my neighborhood. and So we get to see each other a little bit more. And, and uh, we just have a lot of fun. He's a, he's a huge basketball fan. and and uh, loves to come to our games whenever he can. Brad Brownell is joining us. ACC basketball play has resumed. It was Virginia Tech over Notre Dame to get the ball rolling. You have NC State at Miami tonight on national TV, and the matchups Saturday include Brad Brownell's Clemson Tigers taking their 10-3 and record to Cameron Indoor Stadium to face the number one Duke Blue Devils. That game, 8 o'clock Saturday on ESPN. Coach, what changes – we've seen you have – success at three different schools now how do you put into words what changes for Clemson basketball when in your eighth year just last spring you guys make the sweet 16 for the first time on your watch and for the first time in a couple of decades for the Clemson program as a whole you know it was something that had been building we'd had some teams that uh, had gotten better uh, and we just hadn't been able to put a full season together um, felt like the year before we just 
we started out really well and then kind of petered out a little bit. Some of it was just uh, how good the league was. A couple of years ago, we lost a bunch of close games and couldn't quite finish. Uh, had some younger guys that, that, you know, got a little more experience. And then last year, I think we surprised some people, but I don't think we surprised ourselves. I thought, thought we felt like we had had good players, and that's what it takes in this league. Uh, you got to have good good talent, and if you can have some experienced talent at Clemson, that gives you an even better chance. And last year's team just kind of came together, overcame the adversity of Dante Grantham's injury. You know, two thirds of the way through the season, and just was really proud of the way our guys hung in there and finished the year. And then we we played extremely well there uh, in in March. You and I are a similar age, and when I looked up your nine years at Clemson and how that compared to others around this league, I was surprised. I mean, you might know these numbers off the top of your head, but since others kind of joined the ACC thanks to realignment, et cetera, you are the fifth longest tenured ACC <laughs> basketball coach. I mean, behind guys like Kay and Roy. Does that like does that sound weird to you? Does that help you in recruiting? Does it mean anything to you? It's it's Kay Roy Leonard Hamilton, seventeen years at uh, FSU. I think Tony Bennett at UVA has you beat by one year. Nine years doesn't seem like an eternity, but I guess in this industry, it is a really long time. Well, I'm very grateful. Uh, it's about the only thing that you can compare me to those guys ahead <laughs> uh, of, of of me uh, is just being able to hang in there. Yeah, it's, it's just it speaks to how hard it is. Uh, you know, obviously, I think Mike Bray would be a guy who's in that that category. Obviously, spent a lot of time at Notre Dame. I know he hasn't been there as long uh, in the ACC. Right. But it, yeah, I mean, it's really Be-Beheim hard. It's hard too. to be successful. Yeah, yeah in Bayheim, obviously, it's hard to be successful in this league consistently, and it's obviously it's not easy to keep your job uh, because the guys you just mentioned are are all Hall of Fame coaches, and you know, guys like Tony Bennett are well on his way, and so you're competing against you know, guys that have tremendous programs and, you know, try to try to be successful and hang in there in the top half of the league is a real challenge every year. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm just blessed and grateful that, that Clemson has held on to me as long as they have, and hopefully I can make it nine more years. Coach, in my industry, and I'm sure you never, ever get ticket requests from friends and old acquaintances or relatives, <laughs> but the hardest ticket request I have ever received in 30-plus years is for a home Duke basketball game. And I just wonder, you know, we talk to recruits in football and basketball, and for example, in football, they'll say, yeah, after signing at Duke, they'll tell you all the things they love about the Blue Devils, or after signing at NC State, all the things they love about the Wolfpack. But a lot of times they'll throw in there, hey, as an NC State signee, I not only enjoy Carter-Finley Stadium in football, I get that annual trip or every other year trip to Death Valley, or I get to go to Florida State and, and enjoy that other atmosphere. Does that kind of stuff come up at all with a legendary place like like Cameron Indoor Stadium, they're still picking the Tigers for you. But I imagine through the eyes of an 18 to 21 year old, you know, national TV against Mike Shashevsky and the Blue Devils in front of the the Cameron Crazies who might have something creative cooked up for you. I, I'd have to imagine that translates well in that age bracket. No, it does. There's there's no question that the league is a big draw for recruits and uh, the opportunity to compete against the best players, best coaches. Uh, and play against the best basketball, what we think is, you know, the best basketball in the country in college. And so to have that opportunity is unbelievably appealing, uh, certainly for young people. And, uh, you know, it doesn't, it's not hard to get your guys' attention when you go play at Duke. Uh, it's hard to execute what you need to do to win the game, but yeah. it's, it's not easy to, to have their focus 
uh, and to have them uh, ready to practice and be ready to go all week to kind of prepare and, and play, you know, what is now the number one team in the country. So it's certainly harder to execute, but having guys' interest and enthusiasm, whether it's recruiting or coaching your own team, yeah, that's not too difficult for this week. I once was on press row really close to former Maryland basketball coach Gary Williams, and he was at NC State, and he got, Coach, I mean verbally abused. There was stuff thrown from the Wolfpack uh, fan section, and Gary Williams never said anything, never turned around, never recognized the heat that he was taking as the visiting coach. And then at the end of the game, when Maryland beat NC State, he turned around for the first time in two hours. He turned around, and he not only yelled at the State fans, he, like, knew some number about his visits to NC State and how many times his team won. So it was like, man, you got to be especially human to ignore that stuff for two hours. But he clearly let it, like, simmer for the full two hours and then unloaded at the end. I'm um, leading to a question. Do you stay under the radar with the Cameron Crazies? Like, do they, do they mostly leave you alone, or do they cook something up for you over the years? Yeah, you know, it just kind of depends. I think it, it goes both ways. Everywhere when you're playing the league, there are certain places that they're geared up and ready for you, and then other times you can kind of slide in there quietly. And uh, I try not to do too much to, to draw attention to myself. <laughs> I'm just I don't coach coach that way too much. So hopefully I'll slide right in, and and our players will do all the their play will do all our talking for us. We can just kind of slide in there quietly. I don't think we will be, but. Uh, especially with it being the ACC opener. I think they'll be pretty excited. They haven't played in a couple of weeks. So I think, uh, you know, their team will be pretty excited to get back out there and be ready to go, and the fans will be the same way. That's the wisdom of Brad Brownell. Stay under the radar as you head into Cameron Indoor Stadium Saturday night. Follow Coach on Twitter at Coach underscore Brownell. There has never been a single college basketball team that produced in the same NBA draft three of the top five picks, and that is what is expected for these Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish Blue Devil freshmen. What do you make uh, of their talent level? I'm sure you saw them as recruits, but it's just almost you know a comedy of just talented players there in their first year in the Duke uniform. Yeah, they, obviously they don't look like freshmen. They don't play like freshmen. Uh, you know, the thing physically, it's, you know, it's hard to imagine that those guys are 18 years old uh, and that you know, they're, they're built the way they are. They're athletic, speed, power, uh, you know, and obviously they play the game with great confidence, and, and Coach K puts them in really good positions to, to allow them to be successful. Uh, but, yeah, it's hard to believe that, that those are the – I sure didn't look anything like that at 18 uh, and, and don't feel like my freshmen do either. But uh, uh, they're certainly very talented, playing the game with a lot of confidence, and every time you watch them it looks like they're just getting a little bit better every time. So you're going to predict an upset upset before we let you go, right? Tigers <laughs> over Devils in Canada. Well, we're going we're going to be there. We're going to be there ready to compete. I can tell you that. We'll be there ready to play. I believe that. More wisdom from Brad Brown now the ninth year head coach of the Clemson Tigers. Congratulations on all your success as now, you know, one of the graybeards of ACC basketball. We look forward to catching up with you in the triangle this weekend. Thanks, my man. Appreciate it. You got it. Brad Brownell on Twitter at Coach underscore Brownell. Seriously, one of the better years in the history of Clemson basketball a year ago. They tied for third in the ACC standings. Tigers are not that in basketball very often. And they made the Sweet 16. I think they have one Elite Eight 
visit in the history of Clemson basketball. Otherwise, that is as far as they have ever been. And they did it in year eight under Brad Brownell, now the ninth-year head coach of the Clemson basketball Tigers. Greg McElroy in 15 minutes on college football. Dave Sarakin's going to drop by, the new head coach of North Carolina FC, fresh off his extended time as the head coach of the U.S. men's national soccer team. More with those great guests and more of your phone calls still to come on the David Glenn Show.